Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. So glad that you have decided to tune in today. You know, every week we try to bring you a leader who will both inspire and equip you. Normally, those are church leaders, but today we've got a great marketplace leader, a guy by the name of Chris Ducker. If you do not know Chris, I don't know where you've been. He's a serial entrepreneur, best-selling author. Uh, He runs all kinds of businesses. He's a great guy. And today we're looking forward to tapping into his expertise. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, man. It's great to be here. This is going to be fun. I, I really appreciate you uh, doing that. Why don't you fill out a little bit of the story? Kind of give us the Chris Ducker story. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, well, uh, born and raised in England, hence the weird sounding voice. Um, and, uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm a dad of four, uh, uh, a husband of one, and <laughs> um, a business owner. You know, I have yeah. uh, been in... I guess, you know, I've been in the marketing and the sales game pretty much my entire career. Uh, set up my first business in 2004, which is still rocking and rolling to this day. Mm-hmm. Second business, 2010, still rocking and rolling. And the third business in 2015, still rocking and rolling. So we're doing good. And uh, I go to work every day and I get to work with people like you and other smart people and helping them figure out how to become future proof and build great followings and monetize their expertise and all that sort of stuff. And that's yeah, what I'm I, all about. Love it. You know, if you're a longtime listener of On Seminary, you've, uh, you know, you heard throughout the years where we've tapped the expertise of marketplace leaders like Chris, and we're super honored that you would take some time out to be uh, with us today. But listeners, I want you to stay tuned until the end because we're giving away a great giveaway just for people who are listening in, and you're going to have to listen to the end to find out how to get it. So stay tuned. I don't want you to miss, uh, you know, where we're headed today. But Chris, you know, one of the things I love, there's a lot I love about you. There's a lot I love about your, uh, how you position yourself. I think the coaching you do is just so solid. But one of the things that I've heard you talk about is how organizations have gone from B to C and B to B. So business to consumer, business to business. You, you, you like the word P to P. Can you explain what does that mean? P to P. What do you mean when you say that? P to P is people to people, right? Or person mm-hmm. to person, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, and, and I've, I've been, and I'm still involved in the B to B and the B to C spaces, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a brick and mortar guy. You know, I mm-hmm. built my businesses from the ground up. I have facilities, I've got venues, I've got buildings, I've got, you know, all that sort of stuff that goes along with building businesses, you know, in a brick and mortar setting. But also I've noticed that as I've kind of leaned into the online world, uh, pretty much since like 2010 for anything other than just kind of like checking email, Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And watching, (laughs) you know, cat videos on Mm -hmm. YouTube or something like I've noticed that generally there's a lack of personality online. Mm. There's a lot of ego online, Mm -hmm. but there's a lack of personality in the way Mm. that we build our followings. We attract the right people into our ecosystems and Mm -hmm. ultimately get to the point of being able to provide value to the people that we want to serve and inspire Mm -hmm. and work Mm -hmm. with. Um, And Mm -hmm. so P2P was something I came up with. Um, Actually, it was an ad lib 
on stage <laughs> nice, in love it. LA. As the best in, ideas are. <laughs> oh my God, dude. <laughs> yes. Like in 2014, mm-hmm. I was on stage in LA and it just came to me and I dropped it. And I said, you know, it's no longer about B2B or B2C. It's actually about P2P. It's people to people. And we Mm -hmm. want to do business with big brands because of the security Mm -hmm. that comes with it and all the rest of it. But at the end of the day, when you sign a deal, Mm -hmm. no matter what that might be, Mm -hmm. almost all the time, you're Mm -hmm. going to be signing that deal because of the person that you've been liaising with, right? Working with. And it's very, very true. Whether you're serving, you know, uh, a community or whether Mm -hmm. you are trying to sell something or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, those people will attract towards you Mm -hmm. uh, because of who you are and what you stand for and what your principles Mm -hmm. are like and and the value Mm -hmm. that you can bring. So that's really Mm -hmm. what P2P is. It's all about creating that personal touch. Yeah, I love that. I know um, one of the kind of tropes in our world, in the church world, is if someone decides that they no longer want to work in the church, they all, they seem to always become real estate agents. I don't know why that is, but I think it's because of this P2P thing. It's like that that's one of those areas where it's a highly personal kind of sales environment. It's, it's about building relationships. But I, I sometimes think maybe, and this is why I want to lean in with you, because I, I love this perspective coming from a business sales point of view for us to think about in the church world, I think sometimes we think like, well, we're just kind of people, people, and like that maybe really isn't what we could use to help build our organization. So I'd love to hear more. How are you coaching, say, what could seem like an impersonal business, like an online business where they're, you know, they're selling stuff across the internet. How do you coach them to be more personal? What is, what does that look like? I'd love to try to figure out what that looks like for us as we're thinking about what we're doing, which is obviously super personal. Yeah. Well, you know, it, first of all, um, it comes down to the leader. It comes down mm-hmm. to you first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you're in charge of this. No one mm-hmm. else is in charge of this. So mm-hmm. the words that come out of your mouth, that's down to you. The actions right. that you take, that's down to you. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to build a community, if you want to attract the right people, if you want to sell to them online, you've got mm-hmm. to be you all the time. You can't try mm-hmm. any smoke and mirror act. Like you've mm-hmm. got to be you all the time. And actually, Admit and accept to yourself that in the action of doing that, you will equally deter and repel people away who Mm. don't like you or your vibe, (laughs) and at the exact same time, attract the right people that do want to be part of your tribe, right? So it's your vibe will attract your tribe. Uh, Mm -hmm. I call it marketing like a magnet, right? You attract Mm -hmm. the best and you repel the rest kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And honestly- you're in control of that all the way, mm, so hands good. down, with the content that you create. Like this podcast right now, mm-hmm. by, by you doing what you're doing on the show, whenever you hit the publish button, people mm-hmm. will listen in and mm-hmm. they'll say, I like Rich. I mm-hmm. like what he stands for. I think I can mm-hmm. learn from this guy. I'm mm-hmm. going to carry on subscribing and listening in. Or mm-hmm. they're going to take the exact opposite and say, I don't really like this guy. I don't like the way he sounds or <laughs> yeah. I don't like Which the way he talks. But yeah, <laughs> yes. I just, I, I don't like the way he looks, you know, yes. on the oh, audio yeah. podcast. I don't like the way he looks, right? Like my mother yes. would say, you've got a great face for radio. You yes. know, I yes. mean, like I, I think Love genuinely it. Um, it, it's down to you. So just, you know, the most important thing is understanding what you want to be known for Mm-hmm. where your unique traits lie in regards mm-hmm. to that. And then mm-hmm. understanding that you've got to lean into that uniqueness at every available mm-hmm. opportunity mm-hmm. to attract the right people into your world. 
Yeah, I love that. So, yeah, translating a little bit there, I think sometimes we look at other leaders and are like, we mimic them. We're like, hey, we're just going to be like them. We copy and paste what we're going to do. And I would say, even from a spiritual point of view, God has made you how he's made you be that person. Like, mm-hmm. don't you don't need to be somebody different. Be who you know God's called you to be. And actually, I've seen over the years, particularly those leaders who lead fast-growing churches, they're very comfortable in their skin. They are who they are. And they're like, hey, I'm going to be that person. And I'm okay with that. You know, I don't need to try to be like the person down the street that leads that other church. Now, pushing a little bit towards tactics, the the part that impresses me about you from afar is is this. So um, there are a lot of church leaders who have a following of 500 people on Instagram um, who are uh, are you know maybe have a thousand downloads a week on their their podcast, and they have built walls between themselves and their tribe. They have, they've deliberately, like, they don't respond. They don't engage. They don't, but, but you, you have, you know, you have a giant following literally all over the world and you've been able to scale that you feel very personal online. Uh, can you talk to us about how you've done that? What, what have you done to build community to, to at least give off the impression that you are trying to have actual relationships with people? I don't know if it's true or not, but it sure seems like that when I engage with you online. (laughs) I can assure you it's very, very true. Uh, what, you see <laughs> yeah. is, what you see is what you get. Um, yeah. Obviously, if, as, as things have grown over the years, there have certainly been situations that we've had to change and tweak slightly, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I post something and, you know, I get, you know, 30, 40 comments, the rule that we have as a company is no comment gets left behind. Mm-hmm. And so... Love it. You know, do I have the time to reply to 40 comments three, four times a, a, a week? No, I don't. So, mm-hmm. but you know, I'm very lucky. I'm very blessed, extremely mm-hmm. blessed and very honored to be able to work closely with my wife first and mm-hmm. foremost, and then mm-hmm. also to have my eldest daughter working with us <laughs> as it. well, who does know me, who yeah. knows, you know, they both know who I am and what I stand mm-hmm. for, and what my values are like and how I talk and how I would reply to certain things. So yes, sometimes they will reply on my mm-hmm. behalf as me on social media, for example. Uh, mm-hmm. but if you know the, the one area that I am just really unwavering on is that if somebody does send me an email or does mm-hmm. send me a direct message on social, they have to get a reply. Mm-hmm. Like, they have to, They've taken time out of their day to reach out to me based on something that they've seen me do. Mm -hmm. And for me to just ignore them, that's just wrong. Like that goes Mm -hmm. against Mm -hmm. P2P entirely, first and foremost. But it's just wrong. Like that's one human being that Mm -hmm. has come to you for either a little bit of feedback or a quick answer, or maybe, you know, maybe they just need an ear for 30 Mm -hmm. seconds, like whatever it is. And it goes, you know, it goes, I don't care where you're from. I don't care Mm -hmm. what skin color you have or who you Mm -hmm. love or Mm -hmm. what you believe in or don't Mm -hmm. believe in. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just being a nice human. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? At the end of the day. And so no comment left behind is is real. We we live and breathe it every single day as a company. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time I will reply, but a lot of the time also I've got, members of my team replying as well, but it is real. And that's why I put a little bit of personality into some of the mm-hmm. posts as well. Sometimes mm-hmm. the posts will be very business focused, very strategy mm-hmm. focused. And then sometimes I'll just share the fact that, you know, I've reconnected with a friend 
uh, yep. for the first time in three years and what mm-hmm. it means to me or mm-hmm. that, you know, I spent the day, um, you know, working on a bonsai tree. I was going to say, it's like, got to be bonsai trees, bonsai it's, trees. Yeah, it's bonsai. Or, you know, I made a Lego, a Star Wars Lego set with my yes. son on a Sunday yes. afternoon. Like yes. this is the stuff that I think makes me, me. And so I yep. will share it. So people get the real snapshot and not the highlight reel that right. is social media across the board pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, again, I, I, friends who are listening and I want to encourage you, I think Chris would be a great person for you to follow online and, and try to do the translation in your brain around you know, Chris runs a ton of businesses all over the world. He's got a huge following, but look at how personal he's being to try to draw people in. And I could say as someone who's engaged with him online, uh, I get those responses, which is a bit shocking to me. I like, to be honest, it was, it was refreshing, has been refreshing. Uh, and it's been great to kind of push in and learn more, uh, from you for sure. Recently I was in a coaching thing with Chris where he was, uh, we were talking about responding personally to people and he was, you know, warning us against, don't just copy and paste. Don't just copy and paste to a bunch of people and respond to stuff because people can smell that stuff a mile away, right? It, it sound like a robot when you do that, uh, for sure. I love that. So Chris, give us a bit of coaching here. So many churches over the last couple of years have increased their online presence uh, kind of surprisingly post, you know, COVID. So, you know, we pivoted online, we're doing a lot more online and we, you know, the kind of average picture, you wouldn't know this, but the average church that I talked to, they've, they've had, you know, a bunch of people return to their brick and mortar services, but they still have a ton of people connecting with them online, but we're not sure what to do with them. We're not sure how to deepen those relationships to, you know, to use language you would use to kind of move them down the funnel to kind of try to get them more connected, get them more connected with other people from your perspective perspective, what would you do? How would you talk to a business that would say, Hey, I've got a, a ton of people on the fringe. How do I move them closer uh, to what, to our offering? Well, you've got to have conversations. You've got to ask questions uh, and not close-ended questions, right? So a close-ended mm. question is something that will end with yes or no, or Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, that sort of type of thing. You want open-ended questions because open-ended mm. questions, um, create the opportunity for somebody to share information with you. Mm -hmm. And once you've got that information, um, you know, you then have the ability to be able to use your unique skill set as a leader to go Mm -hmm. ahead and provide value to them based on that information. So maybe they're Mm -hmm. struggling with a relationship or maybe they're struggling with a business opportunity. Maybe Mm -hmm. they've lost some money in the stock markets, you know, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. If you, particularly as a spiritual leader, has an opportunity to lead that person through whatever they're dealing with, you'll mm-hmm. you'll have a much, much better rate of success if you ask mm-hmm. the right questions and engage in proper conversations. And mm-hmm. as I always say, conversations then lead to conversions. Yep. So in, in, in my world as a business leader, that <laughs> yep. means a transaction takes yep. place for money, right? In yes. some way. Yes. Yep. Um, whereas, you know, from, from a spiritual standpoint, it could be, well, you know, now, they, now they're ready to join the church properly and maybe yep. they're going to donate or, you know, get mm-hmm. involved with sponsorship or something along those lines. So mm-hmm. I, I honestly feel also that, um, you know, personally also as, as somebody who believes in God and mm-hmm. believes that we're all here mm-hmm. in our own skin for a very clear, you know, mm-hmm. obvious reason – um, mm-hmm. And that is to serve each other and to help each other and to love each other and support each other. And I'm love a big, it. big yeah. believer of that. And that's mm-hmm. something that I speak to my children about every day. It's mm-hmm. something that my mm-hmm. wife and I share on a regular basis, whether mm-hmm. it be, you know, as a family or with friends or when we go to church or 
whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. And, you know, it has been tough over the last couple of years with COVID, <laughs> not being able to go yep. to your place of worship, not being able mm-hmm. to see the people that you would mm-hmm. usually see on that regular basis. And I tell you what, any church leader that was able to pivot and bring things online and mm-hmm. genuinely continue to serve their following, to, their, to mm-hmm. serve their flock over mm-hmm. that last couple of years, more power to you, more yep. power yep. to you. Because a lot of people struggled with going from in-person to virtual for obvious mm-hmm. reasons, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you did it, if you tried to do it, and if you <laughs> did it successfully, more power to you because you're already mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, head and shoulders above a lot of the quote-unquote competition out there, you know? Yeah, I love that. I love it. I think that's so many times, I think in our world, um, or maybe it's just the people I bumped into. It's like, we're trying to, we see online as a place where we're actually trying to get out of doing conversation. It's like, gosh, I just, there's people can come at us from in every direction, but I, because it's, it feels like there's just so, you know, it can be so much inbound, but I love the coaching and the encouragement to say, actually, no, like, let's try to get into conversations. Let's not use that as a way to shut down conversation. It's not a, it's not a megaphone. It's a, it's a chance to engage and, and be back and forth. Again, if you follow Chris, you'll get a sense of how he does that online, or there's lots of leaders that do that. But I think, Oh, I mean, Chris does tell them follow you. I mean, you you yeah. do it beautifully. <laughs> you sure. know, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, sure. you know, the the other thing is that um, don't forget again, you're in charge of it, right? You can yep. either do it or not mm-hmm. do it. Uh, it's mm-hmm. totally up to you. What I mm-hmm. can tell you, you know, very very confidently and very securely in myself, giving this as advice is that if you do it only good things can come of it if you're yeah. coming from a place of genuinely serving. Um, yes. And I think that, you know, you've got a lot more to uh, gain by spending right. time with people like that and fostering relationships online than you do by not, quite frankly. Right. And you never know when one little bit of advice or one little question that you answer, you'll mm-hmm. never know when that can change that person's mindset, change their yep. life, maybe absolutely. even, right? Yeah, so absolutely. I think, you know, as leaders, as stewards, we are in a position of responsibility and we, and we should take that very seriously and show up for our people. Yeah, I love it. All right, pivoting to a little bit of a different area of expertise in your in in your world, you have such deep um, experience, expertise. You're an expert, really, in building virtual remote teams. You've done a great job at this. In our world, in our little industry, uh, we're just on the front end of this. There are just church leaders that now are are scratching the surface. You know, ironically, I was blogging about you know hiring VAs because of you. Uh, you know, ten years ago, but but there really are. That's it's it's not mainstream. It's, we're just early stages, but I am hearing more and more leaders ask this question. Hey, isn't there parts of what we could do that are remote, remote or fractional staff? Um, what advantage would you say to, you know, what adva- what's the advantage to a church leader who's listening in today? Maybe they're a single staff at a church, or maybe they have two or three staff uh, to say, maybe we should look at adding uh, a virtual team members. What advantage really have you seen in the organizations you've worked on adding virtual staff? Well, there's a lot of advantages, um, and mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that as an industry, it's starting to become more and more important mm-hmm. and more and more talked about. Because obviously, a lot of things in 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 the church world have come online over the last couple of years, yep. and that's created a whole different set of skills and mm-hmm. roles and needs mm-hmm. for these churches uh, mm-hmm. and the leaders of those churches very specifically uh, mm-hmm. that need to be done. Right, like mm-hmm. updating mm-hmm. your social media more regularly than maybe mm-hmm. once a week, uh, yes, you know, doing yes. all those things. And so, a VA 
can really help you across the board in obviously continuing to spread your message, continuing mm. to show up and, and, you know, talk about, you know, events in the community or how you're serving people or, mm-hmm. you know, special events you might be doing online. But honestly, at the core principles of what it comes down to in terms of delegation from a leadership mm-hmm. standpoint is that you are getting more time yeah. in your day. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes. That's yes. the biggest plus right. more than anything right. else is that, right. you know, I don't know a leader in any industry that wouldn't love an extra couple of hours in their <laughs> work so day every day, yes. right? Yeah, and so, so that's really where VAs come into play. So whether it is just, you know, managing your email inbox mm-hmm. or updating your social media, maybe you are getting a little bit more active online and you're uploading mm-hmm. a show to YouTube once a week or you're, mm-hmm. you know, going live in a Facebook group and you want to kind of collate questions and comments and things like that. All these things, if it's repetitive, if it's a repetitive mm-hmm. task, then a VA mm-hmm. can handle it for you. And as a leader, your time is much better spent in your zone of genius than, mm-hmm. you know, playing around in Canva, trying to create mm-hmm. an image to share on Instagram. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's so true. And friends, friends who are listening in, pulling back the curtain a little bit, like here at Unseminary, like we've lived this for a long time. My primary assistant, she lives in New Jersey. Um, our video editor is in uh, the Philippines. Our um, our text editor, you know, copywriter, uh, she's in Zimbabwe, like, and it all works very easily, uh, to connect with all those people. And, and the thing that excites me about it is I'm not limited to the eight people I know around me. I could find people around the world who have very unique skills, who are very good at what they do, uh, and, and frankly are happy to serve in a, you know, in this kind of environment. So I think there's huge opportunity for that, but so let's say there's people listening and there's a ton we could talk about here, friends. Again, you should follow Chris. There's more, he's got more information on this kind of stuff, but there's someone that's listening in and saying, yeah, maybe I could see maybe hiring somebody 15 hours a week to help me with, you know, administrative stuff, the kind of, you know, the general VA or social media VA kind of thing. Where, where do we find great team members? What is that? Like, how do you find these people? Where are they? Uh, you know, where do you access these folks? Well, it's a couple, a couple of different ways to do it. So first up, like if you're just looking for somebody for say like, you know, 10 hours a week or something, mm-hmm. uh, then, you know, you can go to a website like, um, you know, freelancer, dot com mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or you can go to um what's the other one there's another big one as well e- uh, yeah elance maybe elance that kind of thing yep. exactly mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. there's a lot of different opportunities for that where you'll post your job you get a mm-hmm. whole bunch of applications you've got to wade through them a little bit obviously but you can yep. find somebody relatively easily and and mm-hmm. you know get them to do that video editing mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. it is uh, and then the other way is you know to hire for the role rather than mm-hmm. the task and that's what we mm-hmm. focus on at Virtual mm-hmm. Starfinder. So you can mm-hmm. go to virtualstarfinder.com and you can hire somebody either part-time or full-time. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll go through the process of, you know, going through all the applications and vetting them mm-hmm. and testing them and all the rest of it. So you don't need to do it yourself. So, you know, a couple of different ways to do it. Very much kind of like ad hoc one-off jobs mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. bring somebody on full-time or part-time at least mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and kind of have them as a team member as well. Mm-hmm. Bearing mm-hmm. in mind that most people do need full-time work. So mm-hmm. if you hire somebody part-time, the chances are that they're probably going to be working for somebody else at the same time. So if you want them just for you, if you want to be greedy and have them mm-hmm. just working on your own stuff and your stuff only, then hire <laughs> them full-time, you know? And yeah, a lot yeah. of the time... uh 
you can find people, you know, over in the Philippines, for example, speaking mm. incredible English. They're mm. trustworthy. They're very God-fearing people. 97% mm. Catholic, uh, the country, mm. Uh, mm. all educated in amazing English, or, you know, great experience online. They spend 12 hours a day on Facebook, right? You know, mm. like mm. these people can do the jobs for you. I guarantee it. And, yep. Uh, yep. you know, a lot of the time you can, you can find that help um, at a really, really good rate. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, sometimes as much of a, as a third what you might, right. you know, pay if you were hiring somebody locally to do exactly mm -hmm. the same job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And that's been my experience with particularly our video editor who lives in the Philippines. She's killer. Like, she's amazing. And because all the content, the majority of the content I generate is Christian. And, and I love that, you know, she has, I didn't, I wasn't looking for someone who particularly had a faith background. I was, I wanted someone who could be great at video editing, sure. but she just, ha she just happened to be, uh, you know, she, she gets what we're talking about, which is, you know, fantastic. What would you say would be a couple common pitfalls of hiring your first virtual team member? So let's say, okay, we're going to take a step into this. What would be a couple of those common things that we kind of mess up, uh, that you see people mess up when they make that step? I mean, I think the first thing is the assumption, uh, and mm. so many people make this assumption, that you can hire one person to do like three different people's jobs. Oh, it's so um, true. Yeah, I yeah. see it a lot. You know, you hire one person, you expect them to update your social media, uh, program your website, and do your video mm. editing. It, mm. Come on, let's get mm. real with each other. Yeah. It doesn't happen yeah. in the real world, so it's not going to yeah. happen virtually either. Yeah. That's the big thing, kind of, you know, mm -hmm. hiring one person to do several people's mm -hmm. jobs. Um, the other really, really big mistake uh, is that expecting that even if they've got the skill set, the experience, mm -hmm. even if they've got the right attitude, the night, you know, a nice personality, um, mm -hmm. and they're kind of on board with what you stand for uh, as a as a corporation, as a you know, as a, a group or company, um, mm -hmm. they've never done this for you before. Yes. <laughs> so the big assumption that, oh, because they know how to lay out a blog post, they can do mine perfectly the first time I ask them to do yeah, it, yeah. for example, that's a silly assumption to make. So that mm -hmm. lack of onboarding and that lack yeah. of initial training is a massive mistake that I see people make. Uh, mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, you know, they look at that and say, oh, you know, VAs are, are not worth the time. They don't mm -hmm. get it. Well, a lot of the time, actually, they don't get it because you didn't try hard enough to Mm, so it. true. That's just yes. a harsh reality, you know? Yes. Yeah. And, and we're like any of our team members, they're real people. <laughs> and like, we want to take time to invest in the relationship, get to know them. You would never hire a team member on your staff at church and say, well, if this doesn't work out in the first month, I'm letting them go. You would never do that. You would take time on the front end to say, Hey, I want to work with this person over an extended period of time and let's, you know, let's make it happen. So I'm I want to encourage nice people person. You know, yes, like, be exactly. a nice person to work <laughs> yeah. for. Like, yes. send them a birthday gift. They're on yes. your team. If they yes. have a baby, drop yeah. them a care basket with a load of diapers and some, yes. you know, you know, uh, 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 butt powder, you know, and, you know <laughs> yes. for the newborn yes. baby. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. do what you yes. got to do to like show up and be nice as well. Yes. Like, they're, yeah, they're so part true. of your team. It's It's important to be a nice person. Yeah, absolutely. So friends, I'd encourage you to drop by virtualstafffinder.com. They've got this great, um, you know, virtual assistant salary guide, which you could download. And it would give you a sense of kind of, if you're thinking about hiring someone to help you with, like Chris is saying, like a piece of the puzzle at the church, you could get a sense from that of what that would cost. Uh, that would be a great starting point. Well, we're going to wrap up in a minute here, but I promised you listeners that, that we are going to have a great giveaway. And this is what we're doing. Chris has got a book, which I want you to tell us about here in a second called Rise of the Entrepreneur, The Definitive Guide 
to becoming the go-to leader in your industry and building a future-proof business, we're going to give away 10 copies of this, but this is what I want to do. We're going to give it away to just five leaders who are listening in. So you've listened this far in. You're almost half an hour in. What I want you to do is to respond to some email that we've sent you. So you no doubt, if you've been listening, you've subscribed. Uh, and so I want you to respond to one of those. And I, the first five people who do that, but you, I will send a copy to you. Actually, I'm going to send you two copies because what I'd love you to do is to actually commit to reading this with another leader, maybe a volunteer, maybe a donor from your church or a young leader in your church. And then I would love you to report back in the next 90 days and say, hey, what did you guys learn as you did that? Tell us about the rise of the entrepreneur. Tell us about this book. Why did you write this? What what will people get if they, uh, you know, if they tap into that book? Yeah. I mean, this, this is really based around my build market monetize framework of mm -hmm. building a business based around your expertise. So, um, it really is, a, you know, it's, it's a step-by-step -step guide mm -hmm. right the way from kind of like figuring out what you want to be known for and how you can help mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. right the way down to monetizing that expertise, to monetizing that experience that only you have, um, mm -hmm. and building out an entire ecosystem, a suite of products and services to be able to continue to, to, to help people, not just at the, the first part of their journey with you, but the second, mm -hmm. the third, the fourth, the fifth, and, and so on and so on. So it yeah, really is, it. a it's an A to Z of building a business based around you and what you're all about. Yeah, it's it's a book I've read multiple times. I actually just reread it at the end of last year. Uh, again, it's great, super practical step. I know unseminary folks love practical step by step stuff, and this is definitely one of those. Well, I'd love to uh, you know wrap up this. It's been an honor that you have been on the show. Anything else you'd like to share just as we wrap up today's episode? Yeah, well, all your all your audience members are leaders. Am I right in saying that? Absolutely, yeah, for yeah. sure. So yeah. my advice to them all would be to make sure. They carve out regular time, and it doesn't need to be daily, but it has to be at least weekly mm -hmm. um, to continue to learn themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just a big believer that great leaders continue to learn so that they can continue to lead. Uh, and I make time every every day, quite frankly, actually, to continue to upgrade myself, whether it be just 15 minutes of quiet time reading or mm. going to a conference or an online event or, you know, being part of a mastermind group, whatever it might mm. be, just continue to learn. Um, mm. Regardless of how fantastic you think you are, you're not that great and you need to continue <laughs> to learn in order to continue to lead. <laughs> Love it. Some great British encouragement at the end, you know? <laughs> You're yeah. not that great. Let's be honest. Just, Let's just like be honest. mummy would say to me kind of thing, right? Yeah. Chris, I love this. I really do. I appreciate you. I've been a, like Chris had kind of alluded to there. I've been in a coaching group with Chris uh, over this last year and I have just appreciated his, uh, his work. So I, I thank you so much for that and appreciate you being on the show today. If people want to follow you, track with you, where do we want to send them online? Well, they can just head over to chrisducker.com. You know, I've got links to everything I do, my books, my shows, my programs, everything are over there. So chrisducker.com or uh, give me a follow on Instagram at chrisducker. Great. Well, thanks so much, Chris. Appreciate you being here. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.